You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number seven of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with another doozy, a banger, as the kids would say. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, chilling out with me, and enjoying another case involving a hot mess of a human being. Hey, I'm not judging, though. We all have our quirks, so no hard feelings to the people involved in these stories. As they say, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. Or something to that effect. Before we get into it, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's taken the time to give me a review. Please keep them coming. I've been getting lots of positives, and the negatives are at least filled with constructive criticism, so I appreciate that. Especially the one-star review I recently received titled, Cringeworthy. Quote, Lazy narration and definitely not as funny as he think he is. I actually hate him. LOL. Just saying. End quote. That comes from Really with three Ys. Thanks, Really. Really insightful stuff. Hate's a bit of a strong word, but that's okay. I like to joke around. I try not to take things too seriously unless I feel it's absolutely necessary. Usually that ends with me making jokes. I don't necessarily find myself funny. It's just the way I am, for better or for worse. As for the lazy narration, I fixed that up for you. From now on, while I narrate these episodes, I'll be doing my exercises. Bang that out while I'm recording. Two birds with one stone. Lunges and squat thrusts throughout the entire show. So excuse the heavy breathing. Oh yeah. You know what that sound means. Okay folks, let us cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry my friends, I promise to have you back home in time for Mom's meatloaf surprise. Excuse me. 
episode number seven, The Doorbell Don Juan. Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Let me play with your body, baby, make you real hot. Let me do all the things you want me to do. Cause tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. Silk. Okay, don't worry, friends. I don't have any strange stories involving me licking people up and down. As I like to keep this a family-friendly podcast. One you can listen to with the kids. Your grandma, even. But keeping in line with the story I'm about to cover, I do have something that may be on par with the germiness and disgustingness of our featured scumbag today. The story goes back to 2002. I was 19 years old, hanging out with some friends at my scuzzy apartment, tossing back a few brewskis. You know the deal. It was a somewhat uneventful Friday night. My pal Ronnie had bought a few burgers and was chowing down on them like the glutton he was. McDonald's had a $1 Big Mac promotion going on at the time. Once again, not a sponsor. Anyways, Ronnie was getting pretty full, so he offered our buddy Zach his last Big Mac. Zach was a big muscular dude. Probably outweighed me by about 100 pounds. So naturally, he happily obliged. Just as Ronnie was about to hand over the burger, I piped up from the corner. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'll eat a piece of rabbit shit if you give me the Big Mac. And just like that, things suddenly got interesting. Ronnie raised one of his furry, caterpillar-like eyebrows and smiled, pulling the burger back from Zach. It was on! Next thing I knew, Zach and I were involved in an impromptu rabbit turd-eating contest. The stakes were high. The winner would get bragging rights and an oh-so-juicy Big Mac. I can't for the life of me remember our rabbit's name, but we had only had it for about a week at the time and gave it away to a friend the day after this incident since we were clearly not capable of taking care of ourselves, let alone a rabbit. So I was popping those turds like pills, swishing them down with an ice cold beer. I'd eat five, then Zach would eat six, then I'd eat seven, and so on. Zach was gagging, but powering through. I was on fire that night. Couldn't be stopped. I was even chewing turds in between my turns just for fun. We were feeding the bunny carrots and I was holding my hand under his poop chute and just eating them straight from the source. They were much better fresh. So after consuming about 100 turds each, we cleaned out the cage till there was nothing left. We had no choice but to call it a draw. So Ronnie cut the Big Mac in half and gave us our winnings. Zach mowed down his half, eating it in about two or three bites. I, on the other hand, pulled the ultimate alpha move on him. I walked over to an open window. We were on the third floor. I looked Zach straight in the eye and said, I'm full, and I tossed my burger out the window. The place erupted in cheers as I strutted off into the kitchen to grab another beer. As I walked past Zach, I heard him mutter to himself, Not cool, bro. I would have ate that. Oh man, the best. I was supposed to work that night, but ended up calling in sick for my shift at Walmart. I told them I wouldn't be coming in tonight. I think it was something I ate. If they only knew. So yeah, what Zach and I did that night was kind of disturbing. Filthy and just plain unsanitary, much like the gentleman in today's story. So let's get into it. Okay, today's story takes place in Salinas, California. Salinas is known as the salad bowl of the world, strange nickname, but this is due to its massive agricultural industry. 
NeighborhoodScout.com says, quote, Salinas is not one of the safest communities in America. Relative to California, Salinas has a crime rate that is higher than 88% of the state's cities and towns of all sizes, end quote. So safe to say it's not the safest city in California to visit. Yet here we are. This is a true crime podcast, so kind of makes sense. It is early Saturday morning. I mean super early. 2 a.m. January 5th, 2019. And we're following a man. A transient fellow, as he's been described. He has no fixed address. And he is out for a stroll. You're probably thinking he's up to no good. Then again, who really is at 2 a.m. though, right? But let's give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Maybe he's roaming around just looking for a place to to hang his hat for the night after a long day. He's walking up someone's driveway now and up to the front door. Uh, he definitely doesn't live here. We know that much. So yeah, this can't be good. Maybe he has a friend there, though. He's looking at the door. I suppose he's going to knock on it. While he stands there motionless and gathers his thoughts, we're going to shift focus and watch what goes down from the point of view of the doorbell. Don't worry, I haven't lost my mind completely. You see, just a month before this event occurs, the owners of this place had invested in a little bit of home security. Ring is the company name. It's owned by Amazon and has become quite popular. They sell a variety of security gadgets, the main one being the video doorbell. There's a motion detector in the doorbell, which kicks on the video camera when someone gets close enough to it on your property. It then notifies you on your cell phone, tablet, computer, whatever you have it hooked up to. Pretty cool stuff. It also comes with an intercom, so if you're out or just don't want to answer your door, you can speak to people in real time. Someone's selling something, you can say, We don't want any! From the comfort of your own couch. My son is six, and one time we swung by his friend's house to see if they wanted to go to the park. They have ring. The family was out shopping at the time, and they spoke to us over the intercom. My boy thought it was hilarious. Technology is great, isn't it? Anyways, back to the story and this mystery man who is now caught on video. He approaches the door. We have a front row seat of this action, and now he's turning his attention to the intercom and... Oh my god, he's licking it. This is like a serious makeout sesh. He's really going downtown on the intercom. It's disturbing. Now, most of the stories and headlines have a couple of things wrong here. First of all, it's almost always reported that the man was licking the doorbell, but it was actually the intercom. The doorbell footage is recording it. Hell, I even called this episode the Doorbell Don Juan, so I'm just adding to that confusion, I suppose. So yeah, he is licking the shit out of it, obsessively, like a teenager in love. The footage is incredibly creepy. He knows he's on camera because he makes a lot of eye contact with the doorbell, almost staring into your soul when you watch it. Now, it's usually also reported that he was licking for three hours straight. This is also not entirely true. Yes, he is in front of the house for about three hours total, until 5 a.m., but he takes lots of breaks and gets into some other activities in that time frame besides the licking. For example, he sits down and appears to take a little nap. He also relieves himself in the doorway, marking his territory, I suppose. The man is definitely out of his mind. Not sure if he's on drugs or there's potentially some kind of mental illness at play. Probably a little column A, a little column B. At one point, he says something that I couldn't understand right before he crumbles up some dirt and grinds it into the camera. 
At least I thought it was dirt. Kind of looks like uh, some weed. It's um, The camera footage is good, but it's in black and white, so it's kind of hard to tell. Before this man finally leaves for good, he coils up an extension cord they had out front attached to their Christmas lights. Keep in mind, despite the nice weather, this is still around the holiday season, shortly after New Year's. So the only thing he actually took was the extension cord, but that was found later on a neighbor's lawn. Another neighbor reported that they had heard some knocking at their door sometime around 2 a.m., but they didn't answer. Smart move. I'm probably not answering my door at 2 a.m. either, no matter how curious I am. Yep, pretty strange stuff from this mystery prowler. But now that he's left, things are nice and quiet, back to normal. You may be now wondering who owns this home. Well, that would be Sylvia and Dave Dungan. They are out of town for the night. Sylvia wakes up sometime shortly after 5 a.m. to numerous alerts on her phone. You see, each time the mystery man had roamed a certain distance from the doorbell, the camera shut off. Then when he came back, it turned on again, so this happens several times in the wee hours of the night, hence the multiple notifications. She is confused and a little bit horrified when she watches the footage. Oh, and did I fail to mention their kids were home sleeping during all of this? Well, one was actually at work, narrowly missing the strange man. Thankfully, they never crossed paths. Sylvia was interviewed by KION News, and here is how she said it went down when she first woke up that morning and looked at her phone. Quote, I thought, boy, there's a lot of traffic. I go, 5 o'clock in the morning? My son doesn't get home until 6 o'clock. I go, that's kind of odd. So I started reviewing the videos, and I go, who the heck is that? End quote. Oh man, I would have freaked out knowing my kids were there. Their kids are grown up, but still. Sylvia added, This just kind of reinforces how important it is to have security around your home. Absolutely. I agree with her on that one. On a later note, to finish the interview, the Dungans were asked if they cleaned up the front area of their home. They quickly replied with a chuckle, Uh, yes. Very much so. Yes. Alright, so the Dungans, of course, reported this incident to the police, showed them the footage as evidence, really crisp, clear footage of this man, from only about two feet away, and it's not at all surprising that they were able to identify him quite quickly. The mystery creeper is identified as Roberto Daniel Arroyo, a 33-year-old transient man who's been living all around California, and he is no stranger to the police, racking up some previous arrests. I got a lot of the info regarding Arroyo in an article from Heavy.com where they interviewed public information officer Miguel Cabrera. He said Arroyo had been previously arrested for public intoxication, being under the influence of narcotics, and a resisting arrest. Police got in touch with Arroyo. He was questioned about the incident. He wasn't arrested because the only charge against him was a misdemeanor. Prowling. Not really a big deal. They were going to potentially also nab him for petty theft, but they located that extension cord he took, so he didn't actually steal anything. Pretty alarming behavior, but Arroyo didn't really do anything that bad, so he's still out there roaming the streets. Pretty sad in a way. There's lots of down-and-outers just existing within society with no real direction. I don't really know what to say about Arroyo. Luckily, I reached out in a previous episode saying I'd like to have someone on the show who's a little more knowledgeable than myself about human behavior to kind of assess some of these people from afar. Luckily, my new pal Andrew answered that call. 
So here he is to introduce himself and drop a little knowledge on us. Hey, I'm Andrew, a crisis counselor for homeless teens and young adults. When you hear about people falling through the cracks of the system, they usually end up where I work. I've been at this for almost a decade, so I've seen a lot of odd behaviors due to drug abuse and mental health challenges. As a counselor, I can't diagnose anyone. My job is to manage the behavior, not to identify it. Though after a while, you become pretty certain of what the person you're working with is dealing with mentally. So about our guy Roberto. Only going by the few articles I've read on him, it seems like he might be suffering from schizoaffective disorder. Some of the symptoms are apparent in the video. He could also be dealing with drug-induced psychosis. That's also a possibility, considering one article mentioned that he was in charge with narcotics possession and public intoxication. It's notable that there's no assault charges on that list, so he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He just wanted to go down on that doorbell for three hours. It's got to be a record. He might be self-medicating a schizophrenia. It usually appears in males in their late 20s, and Roberto was 33. It also mentioned that he's transient, so that lets us know that he doesn't have a lot of mental health or family support. Nobody with schizophrenia who's properly medicated is likely to act out like that. In fact, you might run across a lot of people in public that have schizophrenia, and if they're properly managing it, you would never know. Roberto might strike again. Usually somebody with schizophrenia will hold on to a specific belief or action. So to the people in that neighborhood, maybe use a key to ring that doorbell. Some strong, strong advice. I like that. Yeah, no doubt, whatever issues Mr. Arroyo is dealing with, it's safe to say he likely doesn't have the proper support, which is upsetting. Not getting medication, at least not prescription medication, likely self-medicating with whatever he can get his hands on. On the bright side, if he can get access to a computer, potentially at a local library, I'm sure after seeing him in action, there'd be some interested ladies swiping right on his photo. So, Roberto, if you're listening... I'd love to hook you up with a Tinder account. Get on those dating sites. He's likely unemployed, but that's fine. With that viral video, he can say he's an entertainer. Interested in home security. Being homeless is another potential turnoff, but also an easy fix. Likes the outdoors. In tune with nature. Enjoys midnight strolls. The list goes on and on. Unlimited potential. As if this one isolated incident isn't weird enough... I came across another doorbell liquor. This dude is in Florida. I'll let you pick your jaw up off the floor. It's shocking, I know, given Florida's impeccable reputation. This was in Lake Worth in the early hours of January 24th, 2019. So a little less than three weeks after the original incident involving Arroyo. A very scruffy gentleman sporting a Miami Hurricanes t-shirt and a scraggly beard you can see saliva dripping from it. Repulsive, really. Uh, this guy was literally licking the doorbell this time, as can be seen from the ring doorbell footage. He's licking and kissing the camera lens. He also has a magazine of some sort and is pointing out different pictures that I can't quite make out. This man is far less likable than Arroyo. Lacks the commitment and intensity our guy had. I'm going to say he must be a copycat. Either that, or perhaps disheveled homeless men have been hanging out in people's front doorways for years, and we are just finally finding out about it, thanks to Ring and their footage. A terrifying thought, although these men seem to be attracted to the flashy doorbells like moths to a flame. I have a theory on this, and let me use that disclaimer, it's only a theory. I don't want to get sued or anything. 
and I will probably lose any potential sponsorships with Ring after this. But hear me out. What if the suits over at Ring got together in a boardroom and were uh, brainstorming ways that they could drum up more business? Then one dude came up with the perfect plan. We'll approach homeless men, give them 20 bucks or a bottle of booze, and hire them to hang out in front of houses with our security cameras. We don't want them to hurt anyone. Just do some harmless stuff, you know? Piss on the lawn? Point at weird drawings? I don't know. Maybe start making out with the doorbell? You know, stuff like that. Get them to do just enough to strike fear into people and get them to buy our security systems. It's brilliant. But I really hope if this sort of thing is still going on with COVID-19, this messy pandemic we're currently embroiled in, people are at least being safe and sanitizing the doorbells before they get their lick on. And on that note, we are back. That's a wrap on episode number seven. Doorbell Don Juan. I hope you weren't too grossed out by that one. I watched the videos of both of these guys in action. I'll see if I can put a link in the show notes for those videos. It's raw, it's real, and it's awesome. Links to my sources as well for this story. Like an idiot, I forgot to put those in the show notes of uh, my first few episodes. I've been mentioning a lot of them in the episode, but that's not the proper way to do it. I'm still a rookie here figuring things out. So I'm going to be doing that going forward. Thanks to Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing the theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. And also I want to give a thanks to my new pal and um, resident expert on human behavior. Uh, I guess that's what we're going to call him. I don't know. Andrew, thank you, sir. I already asked him and he's open to having a recurring role on the show. Uh, whenever an assessment seems appropriate. So look forward to that. And I also have a promo to hit you with on the way out. It's another great one called Mugshot. If you are enjoying the true crime without all the murdery stuff, then this one will be right up your alley. Lindsay is a fantastic host and covers murderless crimes just like myself. Don't worry though, she is much more professional than I. Crazy, I know. And we haven't covered any of the same stories. So lots of fresh content for you to enjoy. I'll let her tell you all about it momentarily. As for myself, I will be coming right back at you in 10 days with another story of a strange stranger doing uh, strange stuff. Ugh, I should probably invest in a thesaurus. Anywho, peace. Take it away, Lindsay. You've heard the stories of bloody murder and horrendous homicide. But what about the rest of the crimes people fall victim to every day? What about the burglar who broke into famous people's homes? What happened to the forensic chemist that falsified evidence? Who are the fraudsters, arsonists, stalkers, hackers, and more? I'm Lindsay, the host of Mugshot. Mugshot is a true crime podcast bringing you stories of the non-murderous crimes you didn't know you needed to hear. Be sure to find Mugshot on your favorite podcatcher and on all social media outlets at the handle at MugshotPod. But until then, stay out of trouble.
or you may end up pictured in your very own mugshot. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.